Hello everyone, and welcome back to Roar Lions Roar. I'm your host tonight, Matt Filipovitz, and I am joined by my nomadic, we'll call it for the moment, Bill, co-host, Bill DeFilippo. Bill, hello, how are you? I'm doing okay, Matt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm exploring lovely Columbus, Ohio, and by that I mean I'm in a house somewhere in Columbus watching a pair of dogs for uh, the next week. So a lot of time to sit around and uh, ruminate over Nittany Lion football. And what better time of year to do it? So if you have not gone back, we have a entire week's back catalog of offensive podcasts. You can find that both on YouTube and on your podcast platform of choice. And so far this week, we have done defensive line linebackers. We did cornerbacks yesterday on Wednesday and today we're doing Penn State's safety room. This was, I think, Bill, this was the most fun room to watch last year just because it was a good mix of young players and savvy veterans who got to go out on top, especially Jair Brown. So recapping the stats from last year, Jair Brown, 74 tackles, 4.6 tackles for, sorry, 4.5 tackles for loss, excuse me, and four sacks. Jalen Reed with 31 tackles and two tackles for loss. Zaki Wheatley with 27 tackles and two interceptions. Keaton Allen with 24 tackles and two tackles for loss. And KJ Winston with 16 tackles and one tackle for loss. A little bit of Makai Flowers in there as well, but those were the big ones who went out there and performed. And Bill, let's just dive right in. What did you think about Penn State's 2022 safety room? it's interesting because I think the thing that made them so good last year was that they had a guy in Brown in Jair Brown, who was yes, a culture setter, obviously. Yes. You know, by all accounts, if not the loudest voice on the defense, one of the loudest voices on the defense, a very smart, instinctive player. And they had a guy like him, who was capable of shouldering a gigantic load throughout Penn State's defense. Right? You know, he's lining up back, uh, kind of playing center field when he's uh, basically an edge rusher, when he's uh, trying to, you know, coming up in the box and uh, trying to stuff an opposing team's running. Well, he did a little bit of everything. And having a guy who you can trust to do a little bit of everything makes it a little easier to say, uh, okay, Jalen Reed, you are new to playing this much football. You just do what you know. Uh, Zaki Wheatley, you just do what you know. Keaton Ellis, KJ Winston, those sorts of guys never had to worry about having too terribly much on their plate because they had a guy in Jair Brown who took care of most of that stuff. And, I, I think we saw throughout the year, you know, Penn State's linebackers uh, were good, talented. Penn State's defensive line, good, talented. Cornerbacks, quite good and very talented. But I thought from start to finish, the most consistently excellent room that Penn State had on the defensive side of the football mat was its safety room. And it's crazy because if you think about this time last year, where it was all about replacing Jaquan Brisker, who I know, Bill, he's a beloved Chicago Bear for me, Mm -hmm. but you are also a really big Brisker guy, especially after that 2021 campaign. I think 2020 was kind of a rough go for a variety of reasons. Yeah. 
Um, you know, we won't get into that. Uh, but regardless, I, I think everybody in that room, especially those top four guys, answered the bell. And I, I'm really glad you made the point about all the different roles Jair Brown filled. Like, if yeah. you remember in the Michigan game, one of the only enjoyable plays of that game was Brown, hand in the dirt, going up against an offensive lineman. He goes out there and he beats his man. He gets a tackle for loss. Brown went out there and he was a consistent force, not only as a ball hawk. I mean, he finished, I think, the last two years where I think it's going to be 10 picks total. But he went out there and he was a menace behind the line of scrimmage. He created chaos. And I think that really spread to the room, especially, how do I want to word this? I guess nobody did what Jair Brown did in that Prowler role where he kind of played everywhere. But it was a good mix in that Jalen Reed quickly became a guy who plays kind of like a box safety. If you remember on the Auburn interception, I think the first one of that game, it's Jalen Reed going out there and closing the gap on TJ Finley, forcing him to throw a bad ball, which is then picked by another safety in Zaki Wheatley, who showed off some phenomenal ball skills all year long. There are all these guys that filled that different kind of roles, but I have in my notes here, Bill, this is our, our time to just kind of fawn over Tig and everything yeah. that he did. And, I really do think that this Penn State safety room is going to be excellent once again, but Jair Brown, I think more than maybe any other play on this roster deserves maybe just like four minutes of just you and I just <laughs> talking about what an impactful player he is and, and that he was. And I'm nervous about how they're going to fill it, but just hats off to that guy. I'm so excited he got his chance to go out there and make an impact uh, with the 49ers early on. Yeah, he's he's a guy who... Um, he always just kind of carried himself with a confidence, with a sense of belief in himself. You know, you you hate saying stuff like this because, uh, you know, could very easily come off the wrong way, but he just played the game the right way. He was always a guy who went out there, gave it his all, always found a way to kind of have his fingerprints over what Penn State's defense was doing. And yeah, when he was when it was him and uh Jaquan Brisker back there at safety, Penn State had as good of a one-two punch at safety as anyone in the country. And I and then last year, uh, you know, two years ago, uh Brisker was named a second team a third team uh all Big Ten option. This past season he was also named a third team all Big Ten option. And Penn State had other guys who made a better all Big Ten team. PJ Mustafer was a second third team guy. Uh, Abdul Carter was a second third team guy. Joey Porter was a first team guy. I thought, even while acknowledging all of that, Jair Brown was the best and most important player on Penn State's defense. I think the way that Penn's that Manny Diaz especially used him yeah. as just doing so many different things. Like there was one uh, play I remember uh, from the Rose Bowl where he was basically coming off the edge and just blows right past, uh, you know, he's lined up off of an offensive tackle shoulder, just blows right past him, gets the quarterback. I, I don't think there might've been a, a, a turnover somewhere in there, but he, he was just a guy who knew how to make plays and knew how to say, all right, I'm being put in this position. I am going to make the best of it. I'm going to make something happen based on my being in this position. And, you know, it's not – I'm not worried 
about how Penn State's safety room is going to replace him. I think Penn State's safety room is going to be excellent. Uh, But I just don't think you can replace a guy like that by plugging in one dude day one and he's immediately going to be able to step in and do everything. Just because, and that has nothing to, that, you know, that says nothing of how talented I think anyone in this group is. It's just, I think that guy was that good and that important to Penn State's defense. It's just so hard to replace that. Yeah, and, and this feels like a pretty good launching off point. So we'll, we'll put the 2022 defense as a whole to bed now officially. And I think there's four guys here, Bill, that very clearly are going to be quote-unquote starters. But for the purpose of this exercise, let's say Penn State first navigate against West Virginia, their base defense, let's call it you know a 4-3-4. Who are the two safeties out there to start things off? Uh, I would probably guess Jalen Reed and Keaton Ellis. Reed is the guy that I am most confident is going to get it. You know, you sent over a snap counts from last year, Matt, before we started this, and Reed was second on the defense with four hundred uh, among the safeties with four hundred and thirty snaps. I he's the guy who I am kind of dog earing as the one who I think could end up having a really big season and turn into. You know, Penn State gets an all Big Ten caliber guy at safety. He's probably the one I'd peg for that. And then I'll say okay. Keaton I'll say Keaton Ellis. I think he's a guy who's been on campus forever. He's been with the program forever. Uh, you know, he I believe he was one of Penn State's representatives in Media Day. Like he, he's just a guy who already named I, a captain. Already named a captain. Like you put all that stuff together, and you know, I think he is definitely when you look through the safety room and you look through you, you know, I think Jalen Reed is going to be one Zaki Wheatley, uh, the two freshmen uh, into Kari Nelson and King Mack, Makai flowers, whatever they get out of Tyrese Mills, uh, KJ Winston. I think he is the safest and most consistent and most understanding of Penn state's defense guy of the bunch. So I'd probably give him, uh, I'd probably uh, pencil him in as the second starter here. Yeah, I'm, so you made that point about Reed snap counts. The 430, that's over 200 fewer snaps than Jair Brown played. Like, yeah. he played a ton of snaps, but it's a heavy drop-off. And, you know, I, I think we'll address the four, you know, main guys as being Jalen Reed, Keaton Ellis, Zaki Wheatley, and KJ Winston. I think you can call all those guys starters. But again, for this exercise, everything you said about Reed, I'm kind of going to say about Keaton Ellis. Already named a captain. For the defense, for sure, a guy who's going to start, no doubt about it. And I think he was in position to make a lot of plays last year. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised that he did not come up with a couple more interceptions or make a few more impactful plays. And I do wonder if some of that was just the not feeling fully comfortable in the Diaz defense. And I think a full year in, I think he it's his money year. He is using his COVID year, so he's fully out of eligibility. He had that great story at Media Day about how he would trick-or-treat around State College in a Penn State number 2 jersey, and now it's his chance to really become the alpha in that room. And I think Anthony Poindexter is a coach that likes to have an alpha in the room. It's always been there. It was very clearly Jaquan Brisker. It was very clearly Jair Brown. I don't know if Ellis can be as impactful as those guys in that regard, but in terms of just being a leader of that group and being productive, He's a guy I'm really excited to watch, and I think he can very easily, you know, not maybe 
be as active in as many different ways as Jair Brown was. But in terms of playing center field and get your hand on the football, I think Ellis can play that role as well as anybody on the roster. And then Jalen Reed, her in the Rose Bowl, from what we understand, still a little bit banged up with some bumps and bruises. He, he's a box safety. He is a ball of muscle, physical kind of player. Burned his redshirt as a true freshman, one of only two guys to do it in 2021. So he's an experienced guy. He's played a lot of football. He's got decent enough ball skills, but I think he is a kind of guy who Manny Diaz is going to go out there and just want to create a lot of chaos with. And that's really valuable, especially because this is going to be a very heavy five defensive back defense, you know, even if it's not the base defense, quote unquote. And I'm just excited to see how those two guys really step up and adjust the way they play without Jair Brown. And Bill, you know what else I'm excited about this upcoming fall? Uh, does it involve home field apparel? It involves our friends at Home Field Apparel, which, if you do not know, is our podcast sponsor. They make some of the coolest collegiate apparel in the marketplace today. They have not just for Penn State, but for a ton of other schools. They have crew necks, t-shirts, joggers, hoodies. And of course, they have, I believe, a 28-piece Penn State collection at this point that Bill and I own more than a few items from. I am so excited for the season to come around because I live in the heart of the Midwest in Chicago. Homefield is a Midwest-based company in wonderful Indianapolis, Indiana. So I usually see a lot of other schools' homefield gear when I'm just bopping around on fall Saturdays. And for our listeners, you can join the fun and you can use promo code RLR23 for 15% off your first order at Homefield Apparel. Again, that's RLR23, all caps, all one word. Thank you to Homefield for sponsoring this podcast. And Bill, I think, are you in the same boat as me in that Zaki Wheatley and KJ Winston are going to play pretty equal, if not maybe like 10% fewer snaps than the starters will? Um... I don't know if I I would put a number on it necessarily okay. because I think I I think the strength of Penn State's safety room is how you know you think of the phrase styles make fights and Penn State's safety mm-hmm. room has so many different kinds of physical profiles of dude uh, Matt your alarm's going off uh, yeah thank so you so many. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I got it in time. All good. Uh, so many different kinds of physical profiles of dudes, so many different kinds of skill sets of dude. that would I be stunned if we have a game where, you know, the fact that Zaki Wheatley is so good against the pass and so good, and, you know, going up against, say, a team like Maryland that wants to try and throw the football down the field, and he plays uh, a bit more than, you know, maybe than keep. K.J. Winston, but K.J. Winston's a guy who they trust more against a bigger, more physical team because he's, you know, coming in at 6'2", 204 pounds, a little more solidly built. No, I wouldn't be stunned at all by that. I, like, I, I don't want to put a number on it because I think we could be sitting here at the very end of the season looking through the snap counts and seeing every guy is within, you know, 40, 50 some odd snaps of one another. Like, I think that's the strength of this room, the the uh talents that they have in this room among those four guys, let alone among the pieces that provide a bit of depth elsewhere in Penn State safety room. Yeah, it's it's great because again, you have these four and then you add in 
Tyrese Mills, who's coming off his red shirt. Whatever you get from him, I think is just going to be plus. Makai Flowers, who I think is a good ball player, but it's going to take some time. And then you have the newcomers in, in King Mack and Dakari Nelson, which we'll hit on in a second. Yeah. But I want to make sure I give I give my, my flowers to Zaki Wheatley and to KJ Winston. Yeah. Wheatley really imp- impressed me. Like he does he look like Devontae Smith to you with how skinny he looks? That dude looks <laughs> tall and skinny in like you have to be a just naturally really talented football player to make those kind of plays and, and look as thin as you do. Um, and that's no knock on Zaki Wheatley because it hasn't affected him. I think he played plenty physical enough at that size. Like him forcing that fumble against Purdue week one was one of the most underrated plays of the year. That's just a great job of getting his hand on the outside ball. Uh, and, and that's exactly what you want to see out of a guy who's known and, and his knack and clearly his specialty is making these kind of plays. The Central Michigan pick, I think, was a really great play. The Auburn pick was just really great ball skills. I think he's a guy who's really going to see his production shoot through the roof without Jair Brown eating up all those snaps. Mm-hmm. Is, again, is he the kind of guy who's going to put his hand in the dirt? No, that's just not his style of play. But I made the point about Keaton Ellis playing center field as well as, as well as anybody. I put Wheatley right up there with him. Just with those natural ball skills, I think he can really be a breakout candidate. I really haven't sat down and thought about who I think is going to lead this team in picks, but you know, history says it's going to be a safety, and, and I could easily see it being Zaki Wheatley. I just think his ball skills are too good not to, and in a defense that's going to create more chaos, there's a ton of value in that. And K.J. Winston is a guy Craig loves. Like, Craig is wildly high on K.J. Winston, yeah. and I, I get it. You, you see it. If, if, if you go to Damatha, Craig is high on you. That's true. That's also a very good point. If you go to Damatha, Craig is Craig is usually think you're going to be a superstar. Yes. Uh, and not that I don't, but the opportunities for Winston, I think, are going to come in year three. I think Winston's going to be very disruptive. I really like what he gave them on special teams. I think he is maybe the best athlete of this group. Like it's very clearly he is the he has the chance to be the best overall football player of this group. I think. I think everyone else has very niche skills. KJ Winston can kind of do it all. He's big, he's tall, he's fast, he's strong. I think he probably reps fourth most out of this room, barring barring you know injury, just by nature of how everything above him is going to shake out. But that's no, that's no knock on the guy. Bill, of those two, who do you think makes a bigger impact between Winston and Wheatley? I, I'd probably guess... I'd probably guess Wheatley just because he's played yeah. uh, a bit more football. But, the, like, the, the question that is popping into my head as I think look through the safety room and the thing that I think fascinates me the most is how they handle, how they handle blowouts, how they handle games yeah. where, you know, they're going into the locker room at halftime, it's 35 nothing, you know, they score a touchdown, uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter to make it 31 to three, something like that. And a game is kind Buckeye of fans are booing control. Ryan day. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. And <laughs> I, it fascinates me because this is a room where, you know, a lot, a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of guys who mm-hmm. are deserving of getting play, deserving of getting playing time from the rip. Like you can make mm-hmm. the case that in a situation like that, you want Zaki Wheatley and you want KJ Winston getting every single snap because that's the best opportunity for them to continue to grow. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get into the younger guys here in a second, but Tyrese Mills, Makai Flowers, King Mack, Dakari Nelson, 
They're all guys who came in as blue chip recruits, seem like guys who can play, who who can be, uh, contribute to Penn State football this year and really contribute to Penn State football beyond it. And I just, I I don't know. And and this is, I, I say this in a really good way. I don't know how they're going to handle that, but I'm interested to see how they do because I think, again, it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if because they don't have a singular guy like Jair Brown, the safety room takes a tiny bit of a step back at its absolute very best. But I think the floor is so high with this group. And I still you know, I still think the ceiling is going to be considerably high. I think the floor is so high with this group now and in the future that it, 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 it's just an interesting problem and a good problem that I want to see them have to solve this season. We'll hit on the freshman in a second, but let's touch on let's touch on those two guys. Let's touch on Tyrese Mills and Mackay Flowers. Tyrese Mills, I I'm not expecting much this year, at least. I think JUCO guy who bulked up to linebacker ahead of the season last year and then lost the whole season and now moving back to safety. Like that's just a lot of change for one body in one year. I think he can be a great guy on special teams, and I I really hope we do get to see him go out there and make some plays because he was a good JUCO prospect. And then Mackay Flowers, I think, can be a special teams ace. Uh, again, just a, a guy who is always going to take some time. I think he is a phenomenal athlete. I think he's got those great ball skills. He could have easily played receiver at the FBS level. And again, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think he's a guy who can maximize his opportunities when they get it. Same boat for you there too, Bill. I mean, the, the thing with Flowers, I'm looking at on three right now, he was a consensus four-star recruit. He was the number 187 mm-hmm. guy in the country. Uh Oh, big time ball player. Yeah, it was a, he was a big time recruit, and he, I I don't know. I I think he's the kind of guy who, like you mentioned, they had kind of had to figure out: is he going to be a safety? Is he going to be a wide receiver in college? Uh, he spent a year getting used to being a college safety, and would I be surprised if he gets on the field in garbage time situations, in situations where they're comfortable rotating and going that deep into the into the room and he's impressive and makes a case for himself to play more. No, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily do that. I, I, I'm high on all of the individual talents in here. And, you know, when we're talking about a guy who again was a four star recruit has had a full year plus on campus at this point, like I, I, I'm just not going to rule out much of anything, uh, with really, you, you know, Mills is a bit of a unique situation, uh, Juco kid, like you mentioned, bulked up to play linebacker, moving back to safety. So maybe it's a little different with him. But Flowers, of those two, like if he ends up being a guy who they uh, feel comfortable relying on, would I be shocked about that? No, I, I wouldn't. I, I think it's just all all the guys above him. Like, again, this is just the opportunities are just going to be few and far between. But I think he'll maximize those. And <laughs> other guys I think can really maximize their opportunities are these two freshmen in King Mac and Dakari Nelson. Bill, I'm leaning both of these guys are green lights just because I think that both of them are such talented football players um, and both of them do unique things. King Mac has gotten rave reviews since the second he arrived on campus. Dakari Nelson, maybe will grow into a linebacker one day, but that's for a podcast years down the road. Uh, Right now, I think a six foot three guy who looks like Cam Chancellor, I want to see him on the field whether that's special teams or whether that's in garbage time or if he works his way up to a bigger role by late October. I think both of these guys are going to play. 
And I think we're going to hear both of these players here. We're going to hear their names be said on broadcasts more often than not. I really think both of these guys can make an impact from day one as true freshmen. Yeah, Mac especially. I mean, we, it's unclear mm-hmm. if he's going to be uh, playing some kind of cornerback role, whether or not he's going to yeah, be a safety, whatever he's... was intriguing to me, yeah. And, and it's intriguing to me because it tells me that they're struggling to, like, keep him off the field. And Yeah, exactly. It's... They, they've never been a coaching staff that's been afraid to throw a true freshman... Um, throw a true freshman into a uh, into a role early. And I think with a guy like King Mac, the fact that they're talking about him, the way that they talk about all the freshmen that have been thrown mm-hmm. into roles early is something that's really encouraging. And again, mm-hmm. he seems like a guy who they're going to just have to figure out a way to get him on the field. If Dakari Nelson takes a year, even though, like you mentioned, his physical profile – Listed six three and two hundred and seventeen, just not something they have in that room. Like that's it's fine. wild. Yeah. Like I thought Brisker was a huge safety. Brisker's like what six one six two. Like something the fact like that, that, and that was like as like a fifth year guy. Like who knows if Dakari Nelson can still grow when he gets to college? We see it happen all the time. Like it's yeah. wild. And with a guy like Nelson, they don't need anything from him. Any bonus that they get from him is like a godsend. Like, his best football is not going to be played this year. It's going to be played somewhere down the road. But, again, like, I'm I, I'm sitting here. Everything I've read about King Mac going back to when he was in high school in Florida indicates that he's cut from a different cloth. And the way that mm-hmm. uh, the, the way that it seems like they're not going to be able to keep him off the field, whether that's as a safety, as a cornerback, you know, special teams, whatever, I think indicates that. So, Bill, we'll end, we'll end this podcast the way we've been ending our last couple of podcasts with two questions. Number one, who is your breakout player from this group? You can take breakout whatever way you want it. It can be a starter you think is going to become a national name. It can be a guy maybe we're sleeping on further down the depth chart. Who is your breakout pick? I, I will say Jalen Reed because I think okay. Penn State's safety room the last couple of years – has had all Big Ten caliber talents, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Last year and la- last year, it's Jair Brown. Uh, year before that, it's Jair Brown and it's Jaquan Brisker. Uh, twenty twenty, I can't remember if they uh, had anyone. Yeah, Brisker was a third team guy there. Going back twenty nineteen, um, did they have anyone there? Doesn't look like it. So last couple of years, Garrett Taylor's year, yeah, yeah. Like you go back, Garrett Taylor uh, was a nice was a nice player in the secondary. Like they've had, but more recently under Anthony Poindexter, they've had an alpha dog back there. And Mm. for how much talent they have, and it seems like they have a universal level of competence uh, in a number of guys. I will say my breakout guy is the guy who I think is most likely to become the alpha dog in that room, and that will be Jalen Reed. Okay. All right. I like that pick. Reed's, Reed's maybe the most the guy I'm most intrigued by, just because I think he's such a unique body type. Also, that quote he had about why he changed to number one, like to honor the way Jaquan Brisker played the game, yeah. um, is really cool. Like that's yeah. sick. Um, yeah, for reference, uh, Jalen Reed will be number one this fall. Um, so get your rosters updated. Um, 
for me, I was torn here because I, I really wanted to pick Zaki Wheatley. Like I really did. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, but I'm going to go Keaton Ellis just because cool. a little bit of that is the story of it all. Like the Pennsylvania native, the Penn state, the state you know, college native recruit, the state college native, um, the, the captain who had this breakout year as a true freshman who then I feel like hit his such a high high so early on and never was able to build off of it. And now to get this bonus year of eligibility, I really think he is going to maximize that opportunity. I think he's going to be a guy to make a ton of plays, to be just a reliable figure in that secondary. I think if he picks off maybe like if he catches two of maybe like the five interceptable balls thrown his way last year, we think about him very differently. And I think he's going to make those plays this fall. So put me down for Keaton Ellis as my breakout pick. Um, again, if you want to call a more or less returning starter a breakout pick, um, as much as you can. So that's where I'm going to plant my flag there. And Bill, the final question, Penn State's 2023 safety room, better or worse than the 2022 safety room? I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, I don't think this question this one's is, tough. I don't think it's as black and white of a question as it seems. Because like, I, all right, so take it where because I, I think because I think I think on the on the whole, just because of the sheer number of guys they have, I think it will be like better. I think the fact that they have potentially six, seven, eight guys that can roll out there, that part makes it better. But like, do I think that they, you know, for how good I think Jalen Reed's going to be, do I think that holding him to uh, what Jair Brown was able to do back there, what Jaquan Brisker was able to do back there is necessarily something I will bank on, something I'll guarantee. Mm-hmm. No, it's something I need to see first. So, like, mm-hmm. again, it, 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 in one way, yes, in another way, no. It, it, it's a horrible way to answer that question. It's a horribly fence city uh, way to answer that question. But, like, I don't think it's as easy as, of a question as, you know, Penn State's running back room or Penn State's linebacker room or something like that. Mm-hmm. This was the hardest one I've, I've like had to wrestle with in terms of better or worse. Cause I, I really like Jair Brown. Like he was one of my all time favorite defenders for Penn state. Like he did everything. It was so cool to watch a Juco guy. He had such a great story. Um, but I think I'm going to say better. I think sure. just because I think the floor is so high. I think there's four, maybe five guys in that room who, if you told me they were starting, I would say, great. And I don't know if I can say that about any other position on the team. Like, pure safeties, I think there's four and a half guys who can go out there and perform and, like, be honorable mention all Big Ten caliber guys. And that's a luxury we have not had. So big credit to Anthony Poindexter, man. He's built that room up. And just big credit to those guys. I think this is a room we're going to have a ton of fun watching I think with how with the step forward, I think that front seven is going to take. I think there's going to be a lot of ducks thrown in the middle of the field, uh, and I think these safeties are going to have a field day, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year for those guys. Um, and Bill, that's all I got. Any any final thoughts here on the safeties or on the defense as a whole? We haven't had you on in a, in a little bit. Any uh, anything you want to hit on here before we uh, send the folks off into their Thursday? Uh no, not really. I mean, I I think that Penn State's defense is going to be good. Um, yeah. Hot take to Filippo over here. I do what I can. 
I want to I want to make sure the people paying subscriptions for our podcast get their money's worth. You know, that's true. That is true. Um, and again, you can do that by uh, promo code RLR twenty three at homefieldapparel.com. Um, but or no, you could just, you so or you for... could just give me money if you want that to be your subscription. I will happily accept any Venmoing of money from any of our listeners. I will be sure to tweet out your Venmo as well as your home address uh, and your phone number uh, along with this podcast tomorrow. I um, I, today, I would prefer if you didn't do two of those things. <laughs> and the two of them are up to you, dear listener. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much for joining me. To our lovely listeners, if you can, be sure to leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Be sure to follow us over there on Twitter at RLRblog. We're posting a lot of really fun content. Bill, are we bringing Twitter spaces back after games this fall? Because those were a lot of fun last year. Or is that a spur-of-the-moment kind of decision? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we're feeling after games and make decisions off of that. But my guess is, uh, yeah, we, we'll probably do something. Yeah, those are always a ton of fun. Those are, We always get some great engagement there. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, hey, subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the video. Hit that subscribe button. Jump in the comments. We've had a lot of fun previewing this defense, and uh, it's been great to see the whole gang kind of get back together. So be sure to follow us over there on YouTube. Again, we're just Roar Lions Roar over there as well. Bill, tomorrow we will be doing the special teams. Uh, I'm nervous about this group. Uh, but I'm intrigued by a lot of the options, and I'm excited to get uh, talking about that with you here probably in the next, like, I don't know, hour or so, peek, peek behind the curtain. We're going to record that a little bit later tonight. And thank you so much to our listeners for listening. Uh, be sure to use promo code RLR23 at Home Field Apparel for 15% off your first order. And for my co-host, Bill DeFilippo, I'm Matt Lipovitz. Take care, everyone, and go State.